Psalm, or Psalm 696, Wishing for Wings, preached in the First Presbyterian Church of Bakerstown on Sunday, September 22, 1974. The text is taken from Psalms, the 55th chapter, the 6th verse, And I say, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. Psalm 55, beginning at the first verse. You hear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend to me and answer me. I am overcome by my trouble. I am distraught by the noise of the enemy because of the oppression of the wicked. For they bring trouble upon me, and in anger they cherish enmity against me. My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling come upon me, and horror overwhelms me. And I say, oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. Yea, I would wander afar. I would lodge in the wilderness. I would haste to find me a shelter from the raging wind and tempest. Amen. Now, the ancient poet and psalmist was not the last person that wanted to run away from the demands of life. Not Realize that there is not a day that passes without one of us, at least, one of us here this morning, does not in some way wish for wings so that he could be able to fly away and get from it all. You know the feeling, don't you? The wish for escapism is in each one of us. What do you do? What do you do when you wish for wings to fly away and be at rest? Did you retreat to the bed and try to find rest and sleep? Then you take another drink of booze? <coughs> or are you addicted to some other form of drug? Do you contemplate that subject that each one of us thinks about but we never talk about? Suicide? Or are you like the rest of us? Just get so blooming miserable that we infect and affect everybody that comes in contact with us so that before long they too are wishing for wings to fly away and get away from us. What do you do when you wish for wings? We all have our idiosyncrasies that we bring into effect when we want to throw it all away or kick the bottom out of a box. I suggest that 
God can help us when we feel like that. He helps us by the power of his word. And when you search the word on this particular subject, I think there is some comfort, maybe not too much, but there is some comfort and help when you realize that when you wish for wings, you're really in very good company. Yes, this book which is about not only sinners but giants of the faith, they too had periods in their lives when they wished for wings. First Kings, 19th chapter, the, the fourth verse, here we have vibrant, vivacious, vigorous Elijah hiding under the juniper bush, saying, It's enough, O Lord, now take away my life. I'm no better off than my fathers. In Jeremiah, the ninth chapter, the third verse, you have the great preacher, Jeremiah, discouraged about the ineffectiveness of his sermons, saying, Oh, that I had a place in the desert, a, a wayfarer's lodge, a mountain with a cottage, where I could get away from my people and run from them. Even strong, stubborn, stone-like, stoic Paul, writing to the Philippians, I have a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. That's a death wish. And trace it in the Gospels, and you'll find more than one occasion our Lord having to do grim battle with this wings of the dove temptation to fly away and to get as far as possible away from everybody and everything. Now, granted, it doesn't give anybody much help or support to just know that someone has wished for wings and experienced the same thing that you're wishing for today. Knowing that that guy has troubles really doesn't help your trouble at all. But I think we do get some insight and some help when we realize that those people those people who wished for a far better country, they found it eventually, we know in retrospect, not by wishing for wings, but by walking in faith. So do not despair. When you wish for wings, know that you're in good company. And the final chapter may have begun, but it's not finished yet. And when you search the Word of God in trying to help for this common problem that we all have, I think you can come to the realization that this peace and this rest that we all seek is not something that can be found only in a specific place. No. You see, the psalmist thought for a long time the same way many of us think today that peace and rest is something that can be gotten only out there. That rest comes with a specific piece of geography. 
It's a place here on this earth, and if only you get there, you will find rest. But tell me, if you did have the wings of a dove so that you could fly away, where would you fly to find that rest? You see, rest and peace, these are not geographically located pieces of real estate. They are a state of the mind, a mood of the spirit. You find them not out there, but inside here. You go looking for peace and rest, you'll never find it. It's not something that you can acquire, or buy, or purchase, or go to. It is something that can come only to you, that you receive when someone gives it to you. And we have that peace that passeth understanding only one way, when Jesus gives it to us. Peace I leave with you, not on some particular vacant lot, but in you. Not as the Lord giveth give I unto you, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. This is a gift of God. It says, Milton says, the mind is its own place, and in itself it can make heaven of hell or hell of heaven. Do you remember a couple of years ago when we all got excited and silently applauded that poor, discouraged bus driver in New York City, wishing for wings and not being able to find them to fly away, he took the next best possible thing and with his bus he disappeared for many days and was not found until 1,500 miles later down in the state of Florida. And we thought, boy, what courage. He did what I've been wanting to do for a long time, and we empathized with him and were very happy for him. But the thing that we forgot to understand, that when he was in Florida, he found himself wishing for wings just as he had when he was in New York. <laughs> you can't run away from you. And if there is no peace in you, you're not going to find it anyplace else. And isn't it strange that with the help of some God-sent angels, <laughs> we've been able to find peace in Southeast Asia and other parts of the world. But do you notice the war hasn't seemed to stop back home? We still like to kill and to hurt and to criticize, and we wonder where there is peace. You know, maybe it's because we just don't have peace inside of us. Jesus, we are told by Paul, He is our peace. And unless He's in you and me, we can talk about peace all we want, but we don't have it. We will learn that. You can learn from the Bible. 
that peace is something that God himself can only give. And we get it only when we have the courage to accept it and to live in peace through the teachings, the life, and the death of Jesus Christ. Now, when you study the Word of God, I think you can get some other help. And I think you can realize, when you study the Word of God, that you really don't need to wish for wings when you wish for escapism. You don't have to wish for wings, and the reason being, not only are the wings of the dove with us, but the whole bird is with us. You don't need to be lifted away with the wings of the dove when you have the whole dove already there with you. And of course I'm talking symbolically because, you know, in the scriptures, the symbol of the Holy Spirit, God's third person of the Trinity, God's activity in the world today, he is symbolized by the dove. The dove is the symbol of the Holy Spirit and not because I tell you, but because Jesus, through his word, has already told us, the Holy Spirit is here. He is with us right now. Not because we deserve him, but because God has given him to us. The Holy Spirit shall come upon you, shall teach you, shall bring all things to remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you, and shall lead you in new truth and shall give you peace. See? Our job is not to wish for wings, but to feed on the bird, the whole dove. I do not claim to know always that the Holy Spirit works. But I can tell you one way how he works. He works when you feed upon him by reading, studying, memorizing, and living according to the word of God. That's one sure way I know he works. And I think some of us would be able to get rid of some of our frustrations, and instead of wishing for peace by hoping for wings, we could become more productive in this life if only we would begin to feed upon his word. You see, the Holy Spirit, he, he never in any way promises to soften the circumstances, but he always does promise to strengthen the person. The Holy Spirit in no way ever says that he will change the outer situations, but he does tell us he can change us from within. So you see, we, we should be like Phillips Brooks and, and not be asking in our prayers for an easier life, but rather asking for more power. We should not in any way ask for tasks equal to our power, but rather power for the great tasks. We should not be asking how can we run away. But how can we overcome the desire for escape? And you can do that through the Holy Word. That's the easiest way I know of. The late Dr. John Sutherland Bonnell, 
He was the former pastor of the great Fifth Avenue Presbyterian Church in New York City and one of my professors at Princeton, a man who taught me so much about the cure of souls, was the name of the course. tells a story about a woman who he knew in New York City who had a tremendous battle with alcoholism. That was her means of escape, you see. And finally, by the power of the Holy Spirit, working through small groups and a study of the scripture, she was able to overcome that desire one day at a time. She was getting into a taxi cab to go to a television studio, and she ran into that inevitable taxi driver you find in New York. And he began to tell her how horrible New York was, spotting his language with some descriptive adjectives, and how it is a town where everybody's at everybody else's throat. Nothing but chaos and confusion. I understand, she says. I used to feel that way, and I understand how you can feel that way. What do you mean you used to feel that way? Well, I've found something now that enables me to take New York City. Oh, don't tell me you've got religion. Call it what you want, she said. But all I know is now I have a strength of power that enables me to take the frustrations and the trouble of this city. Well, what is it? Every day I pick up where I left off reading in my Bible the day before, and I continue to read until I come to a verse that speaks to me. And then I write it down on a piece of paper. I carry that piece of paper with me all day and look at it occasionally and it inspires me. Well, did he give you a verse today? Yes, he did. And the more I think about it, it's not only for me, but for you as well. Well, let me have it, he said. And she reached in her pocketbook, took out a folded piece of paper, handed it to him, and with one hand driving and the other hand holding the note, one eye on the road and one eye reading, he read 1 Corinthians 14.33. God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. And there was peace for the remainder of that trip quiet, when finally, after looking at this thing many times, and he got out of his taxi, and they had reached their destination, the woman paid him, and he, she offered him a tip. He said, no, no, you have given me the greatest tip I could have today. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, in every day there are 1,340 minutes. And if you and I cannot take 10 or 15 of those minutes and allow God to speak to us through his word, then you know we deserve to be unhappy and to be restless. God can't do anything more for us than what he already tells us he can do through the power of his spirit working through his word. You see, what we need in life is not to wish for wings, but to wait upon his word. For those who wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up as wings with eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. The next time you wish for wings, go get a notebook. Amen. Our Father and our God, we thank you very much for all that you have given and done. Bless us, please, and help us. 
So that in this life, which all of us have, just for a certain number of days, we will not waste our time on wishing, but we will use that time working for you. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of his Holy Spirit be and abide with you all now and forevermore. Amen.